0: the Life Inspired, a podcast featuring the women of 104.1 The Fish and 93.9 KPDQ. I'm Summer Shore and I'm joined today by one of my very favorite people, Brooke Storms. Brooke, thanks for joining us today.
1: Hi, I'm excited to be here.
0: Brooke is a local wife and mom. She's a small business owner and a true animal lover. She met her husband, (laughs) Chad, um, 18 years ago. They've been married for 16 years and they have two beautiful girls, Audrey, who's almost 13 and Addison, who is 10 and about 32 animals on their beautiful farm. Um, (laughs) Brooke, I'm so glad you're here. Tell us a little bit about your family and your farm and just kind of what a typical day looks like for (laughs) you.
1: Yeah, so um we live out in the middle of nowhere and just have 20 <laughs> acres. That is amazing. It's my happy place. Um, we have horses and dogs and cats and bunnies and goats with two new baby goats at the moment that oh, are sweet. the sweetest thing you've ever seen. They're so <laughs> cute. Uh, we have chickens and my favorite, my pig, Hamlet, who is very opinionated and currently (laughs) giving him the cold shoulder because he was rude this morning after he snuggled with
0: me. I love his name too, Hamlet. That's so perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: I have my two girls, uh, Audrey and Addison are so much fun. Addison is the funniest kid you will ever meet. She is ridiculous and she (laughs) loves reptiles. And begs daily for a snake. That is not going to happen. Oh, I forgot <laughs> that we have three bearded dragons, or two bearded oh, dragons no. and a leopard gecko, also. They weren't even in that count. <laughs> <laughs> Addison is a little seamstress and has her own little sewing business. And Audrey will be 13 in a week. And she has a little baking business and she is crazy helpful. And <laughs> I don't know yes. what I would do without my girls. I've been home with them for a year and a half now. And I was a nurse for, uh, well, I'm still a nurse, but I worked as a nurse for 13 years prior to that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. So, and you're raising two entrepreneurs. That's so exciting. And you are also an entrepreneur yourself as a small business owner with your makeup line.
1: Absolutely. And fortunately I can do it all online. So I can do it on good days and bad days.
0: Awesome. From home. awesome. <laughs> yes. oh, well, Brooke, you and I actually go all the way back to high school Yep, <laughs> and,
1: and you've always
0: been a joyful person, but your positive outlook has taken on an intentionality these past few years that honestly has been downright inspiring, especially as you've been dealing with some pretty serious health issues. Um, when did you kind of first notice something's not going right health-wise, especially being a healthcare professional. Um, You know, sometimes we're a little paranoid, but then sometimes we really know when something's (laughs) off. So when did that kind of start to trigger for you that something's not quite right?
1: Sure. That was um, almost four years ago. um, I just started feeling just like a general malaise and I had a low fever and some chest pain and coughing. And Mm -hmm. um, the first six months of it, I thought I had mono and I just didn't feel well, I didn't have any energy. Um, And then things kind of started to progress from there. I had a daughter that got strep just right around that same time. And so we tried antibiotics, but it didn't do anything. And then we thought, oh, well, maybe it's mono. And the first couple doctors I saw thought it was mono. But it obviously was not. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this lasted for a while. You had a fever for a long, long time. Yes. And so then you guys started doing a little more digging. So what did Mm -hmm. you start to sort of discover as you started to see specialists and really try to get to the bottom of what was up?
1: Sure. So, um, I went two and a half years with a fever every single day. First I went to Corvallis and then I went to OHSU. Um, and after a series of doctors, I saw a, a rheumatologist there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had seen, I'd seen a lot of doctors already at this point and had a lot of labs drawn and everything came back negative. And I remember I saw, um, an oncologist hematologist and Corvallis. And he's like, well, you've had a million dollar workup and there's nothing wrong with you. And you're just wasting everybody's time and money. And I remember just thinking,
0: Oh my goodness.
1: I, I was just crushed because it's hard when you're going through something like this and you still look fine,
0: but you mm-hmm. feel
1: terrible. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I have a fever, like clearly there's something going on.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: there is something measurable even that got me down a little bit but then I was like you know what there is something wrong with me I can't stop trying to figure out what is going on I mm-hmm. ended up finding a rheumatologist incidentally through one of my testing they did a CT of my stomach and the bottom of my lungs showed uh, lots of lung nodules mm-hmm. and so um, they switched and did a chest CT <clears throat> and I had um, lots and lots and lots of nodules in my lungs. So they referred me to a pulmonologist up in Portland and a rheumatologist. And anyways, it was discovered that I had rheumatoid arthritis that had started in my lungs, which that only happens to like old men that have been smokers all their lives. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. (laughs) I I am young. I was previously healthy. Like, how did I get rheumatoid lung to start off with? Like, that's not normal. We knew that that wasn't all that was going on. And so my pulmonologist did some more testing and found this gene mutation. There wasn't anyone else with this particular gene mutation. Like anywhere,
0: this, like in the world? Right. Anywhere. Yeah. Wow. So,
1: <laughs> I wanted to be super special.
0: Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the,
1: the people that have mutations of this gene, they didn't have the same mutation as me, but they had a mutation of this gene, um, had periodic fevers with it. And so we were like, okay, this is what's causing your fevers. We kind of started to place a lot of the things, a lot of my symptoms on that gene, because we didn't know what all it was causing, I guess. So we tried a medication that we thought would help both that gene and my RA. It took four months to get approval for it. Hmm. And then Uh, and then I had an anaphylactic reaction to it.
0: Oh, no. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You got to be kidding me. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. On top of everything else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was a little disappointing. Yeah. (laughs) um, Then we got approval for another medication that we thought would maybe help that works similarly. um, And I got much worse on it with my muscle weakness and I started getting all these muscle cramps and um, was really really getting weak and it was about that time yeah it was about 2019 I'm still having fevers we start that medicine I'm not doing well on it that's about the time I stopped working I guess I had gone to like four hour days in the mornings but I was having problems with my vision during this time also right and my thought process was have, was struggling a little bit. And I was, every day that I drive home from work, I was scared to drive home uh, mm. because I was tired. My reflexes were slow. My muscles were weak. My vision was bad, um, like double vision and blurry vision. When we hit the end of that or the middle of that summer of 2019, I was like, I need to not be working anymore. There's no way I could work full time. And the four day, four hour days, I wasn't always making it through. And then it was really not safe for me to be driving home afterwards. So um, we quit working. Then we tried that medication for another month. And then we switched to a different one. And that one actually got rid of my fevers
0: it hey. was amazing
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was and I, an injection every two weeks
0: <laughs> oh, perfect you yeah. know I am super puny with a low-grade fever for like three oh, days so I cannot imagine two years of fever <laughs> before you, you find, find a medication that works oh my goodness It was
1: a long time so it was wonderful to finally have some relief from that but I got relief from that and I started getting still worse with my muscle weakness um mm. So I saw a neurologist and she had mentioned that she thought maybe I had myasthenia gravis or a muscle myopathy and we were going to do some labs and check. Well, my labs came back normal. Um, And so she said, well, you don't have myasthenia gravis then. But my pulmonologist and my rheumatologist were like, first off, there's zero negative myasthenia gravis. And second off, you're on immunosuppressive, your labs are going to be negative, no matter what. So it really doesn't tell you anything. So... I ended up doing some research and actually flew to Florida to see kind of the expert in myasthenia gravis in the nation for a diagnosis this last summer. He was pretty funny because like within five minutes, you know, all these years of looking for trying to find answers. He's like, how have you not been diagnosed? How did, how did that last neurologist explain your double vision? It's like, she said, that could be normal. He's like, I feel like I just lost a few gray hairs over that. Like my (laughs) my last hairs are gone now. (laughs) That's not normal. Yeah, um, he's like, and your slurred speech and your difficulty swallowing and your progressive muscle weakness and your eye drooping. How do you explain all that? It's like, it didn't get explained. He's like, well, let's, you know, he went, took me back right there to go do a nerve stimulation test. And he's like, yes, you have my senior gravis. started me on medications right away. And then we've kind of progressed since there. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten better yet. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think, you know, when you see, you finally, have a diagnosis and you finally know what's going on, you expect like be better.
0: Right. Now we can fix it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Which we're
1: still, you know, we're working on, but I've kind of still progressively gotten worse since then. Um, So that's been a little bit frustrating, but I am scheduled for surgery on the 25th of this month. And there is a, like a 60% chance of going into at least partial remission with that. Yeah. So if I could get off steroids and decrease meds, that would be amazing. If I could yes. go into full remission, oh my gosh! Even if I just got a couple years of remission, I'd get my girls a little bit older. I could do things with them and be amazing. So that yeah. is what we're hoping for.
0: Awesome. Well, we will all be praying for the very best possible outcomes for that. That's exciting Thank to feel you. like there's even a tiny light out in the distance, yes. you know, to hang on to <laughs> for hope. And and what's amazing to me is throughout this entire journey. You have maintained um, a tenacious optimism is what I like to call it. Um, And it's not fake. It's not, you know, just, hey, everybody, let's look at the bright side. Um, And some days you're giving yourself a pep talk. Other days you are reaching out to other people saying, you know what, take Every day, captive because you have today. That's all we have, and so it's really been incredible. I've been inspired. I know it has had a ripple effect out into your family, into the community, into the Facebook world, um, <laughs> as you post almost daily these super positive affirmations and, and messages of encouragement. So I know for me, it can be challenging to keep a good attitude during the best of times. <laughs> so, so, what spurs you on to stay positive and to encourage others the way that you do?
1: So. You know, I'm not going to say that I don't have down days. Of course I do. Right. But I feel like throughout this illness, I feel like I have been sick for a reason. Hmm. Like, you know, that doesn't necessarily make it. well, It does make it a little bit easier for me, I guess. I feel like I have been able to just encourage so many other people and give other people hope and positivity through this. I mean, everybody, everybody has their struggles. Mm-hmm. My struggle is not worse than anyone else's struggle. Everybody has their things that they go through and that they have to fight through and overcome. And I think that the best way that you can deal with that is going to look through everything positive, like, find the bright side of everything. My bright side is that I am home with my kids, that mm-hmm. especially who knew a pandemic was coming and that my kids were going to be forced <laughs> home. Like, if I were still working as a nurse, what would I be doing for my homeschool for my kids? I don't know. Like, I'm so blessed that I get to be home with my children. And even though the circumstances that I was forced home was, you know, are not the best, it still was a blessing in disguise. Cause here Mm -hmm. I am spending amazing time with them and my animals. And I just look outside and feel like there's just so much beauty around me Mm -hmm. that it's hard for me to feel down. Like once in a while I will have a down day, but I I can't stay there. (laughs) 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 I just always find the positive things. Even okay, this is ridiculous, but I uh, when we were supposed to do this interview before, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you just have to laugh at yourself. So, I got sick and I hadn't been sick through this whole thing. Like, I mean, I've been sick, but I haven't been like I got a cold sick and I got a cold any stress or sickness, um, or changes in temperature or increasing your muscle load, like walking. For talking uh, yeah <laughs> triggers your myasthenia gravis uh, worsens that and uh I got sick and I thought I could get myself from my toilet to my walker you guys I fell off my toilet I am 39 <laughs> years old <laughs> I fell and I was just laughing like this is ridiculous I am <laughs> lying on the floor <laughs> Off my toilet come on like it's just ridiculous and then the next morning my husband's trying to help me out of the shower but we didn't dry off before he sets me on my walker (laughs) and the walker he didn't lock the walker goes flying out little slippery naked brook goes falling on the floor (laughs) it's just funny you guys the things you put yourself in I guess it's all on your outlook on how you look at it like yeah, I could cry. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. But instead, look at the humor of it. Like, it really is ridiculous that <laughs> I just fell fell off of a walker. <laughs> i like a wet fish. <laughs> it's, like, it's All in perspective, and my my husband is a my husband's a pessimist. <laughs> We're very opposite, so he, he just looks at. He's like I don't know how you're laughing right
0: now, but I'm glad because I
1: knocked you off the locker.
0: Like, yes. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. Well, I'm super glad that you were okay. <laughs> but there are, yeah. I think you're so right, though. There are just things that are beyond our control, and we just have to laugh about. You know, we can, we can sit and feel, you know, bad about ourselves or feel bad about the situation. And certainly there are times that we just have to do that and kind of lick our wounds and and feel the feels, but then there are times that we just have to laugh it off and go, you know what? This is just the crazy life that I'm living right now. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Just embrace it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Make a meme out of it. (laughs) Yes. Well, and speaking of Chad, of your husband, you have an incredible family, um, amazing support. Um, And I know you are fiercely independent and I know it's hard for me to ask or accept help when I need it um, being, you know, a fellow independent woman. Um, But how have you learned to accept help from your family and friends? Because that could be really challenging and humbling in any way.
1: That honestly is one of the biggest lessons I have learned through this, that I feel like it actually takes more strength to ask for help. Like, Mm -hmm. It is so hard. And prior, prior to me becoming ill, like I was going a hundred miles an hour constantly. I, you know, I worked full time. I had my kids and my horses and I had always had social events going on and entertaining people. And I worked out constantly and did T25 and insanity and squats while I brushed my teeth and folded the laundry. And like, <laughs> I was nonstop, go, 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 go. And so suddenly to not even be able to transfer myself to a toilet, <laughs> to go from <laughs> that to there is hard. yeah But I will say I had a little bit of a transition. So I got to learn a little bit on the way. Fortunately, um, mm. my family still yells at me for uh, not asking for help. Although I am so much better than I used to be. And when I feel like I can do something, I want to try doing it because I can't, I'm not independent anymore. Yeah. And so uh, I, I recall my friend, Sarah had asked if she could set up a meal train for me. And she had a whole argument lined up, ready to argue with me because she knew I was going to say no. And I was like, yeah. you know what? Yes, that would be wonderful. She was like, wait, what? <laughs> She's like, I had an argument ready, bro. <laughs> I was like, well, I have come to a place over the last couple of years that I've learned that asking for help is there are moments that you need help and people feel good to be able to help you. Like I know that if I'm able to help people, it Mm -hmm. makes me feel good also. And I hate that I'm on the other end that I am the one that is needing the help. Mm -hmm. But I do need that help. And I can't do things on my own. And that has been one of the biggest lessons for me coming through this is You just need to be able to not only receive help, but be able to ask for help when you need it also. And that doesn't mean you're weak. It means that you're strong enough to know when you need help. Mm that'll preach. Yeah. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly. That's a tough lesson to learn, I think in any stage and circumstance, but, but especially, you know, there are those times that we, all of us need help and being able to recognize that and not only accept it and ask it, just like you said, that's, that's a huge, huge um, tool in your tool belt of life. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, Still, Still a work in progress.
0: Yes. Well, there's room for that. <laughs> so what are some things that you and your family have done together to get through some of the harder days? Like what keeps you guys smiling?
1: Our animals mm-hmm. <laughs> I really feel like our animals are our therapy here. Um, my girls, they're just amazing. Audrey loves to bake, so she'll do lots of baking things. And I have a little scooter that I ride out to the barn and watch them ride their horses and play with their goats. And we try to still do you know, do games and things together, uh, you know, I can't, I can't go out and go on a bike ride or go, you know, on a hike with them anymore, but we can still do things. Um, mm-hmm. And we still find lots of opportunities. They get to be physical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I get to go along and cheer them on. <laughs>
0: yes. And you are an awesome cheerleader too. <laughs> yeah, <thanks>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, any advice or what are some ways that we can kind of, for those listening and for myself mm-hmm. even, um, what are some good ways that we can kind of keep that positive perspective and stay genuinely up in the face of our own adversity?
1: Honestly, I think that you have to choose every day to be positive. It's not something, even if you're a positive person and then you're faced with big adversity, it's not natural to stay in that positive state during those times. And I think that you have to consciously make the choice and honestly I'm um, like in my Facebook I find something to post positive every day mm-hmm. and um that has helped me even on my days that I don't feel positive I still find my positive post and post that and that helps me change my attitude like I know it helps other people but it helps me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah making that choice and making it a habit to be positive is really key. And, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. You have to work at that mm-hmm. um, and keep keep doing it over and over and over um, until it is just part of you and that you become that positive person that you want to be. Even if that's not naturally who you are, if mm-hmm. you make that a habit, it will become who you are.
0: Mm, I love that. Making it a habit to choose positivity. <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah. Wow. Those are muscles that need to get built up just like any others, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So how has your faith played a role in this journey for you and, and in staying positive and staying up? Absolutely. I
1: cannot even imagine where I'd be without my faith. Like Mm -hmm. I would not be this positive person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I, I do feel like, Um, God has a reason for me to be here and for me to be like this. And I hope that me staying positive, I hope that I'm shining the light onto Jesus from this. Um, Mm. I don't want people to think, wow, she's amazing. I want them to think that, wow, she's amazing because she has this faith in God, no matter what is going on. Mm. Um, so I guess, I guess that's really part of it for me, obviously, spending time in the word and getting your uh, encouragement through that is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that I've had some times um, with people, you know, praying for you and praying for healing. And honestly, this might sound weird, but I don't feel like I have been to a point where I'm supposed to be healed yet. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying that that is not going to happen. Like, I feel like that could happen now, but in the past I felt like I had more to do and mm. being sick was part of that. Like, that might sound weird, but I <laughs> I feel like God made me sick for a reason. I mean, whether he made me sick, but I am sick for a reason. And, right. um, my mission with that hasn't been completed yet,
0: I guess. Mm. That's so, incredible. That's incredible perspective. And I, you know, I think it does, it it sort of starts to answer some of that question of why do bad things happen, right? If God is loving and good, then why do these hard things happen to us? And, and you turned that and saw purpose. Um, yes. And a good friend, uh, she's an author who said, God redeems pain for purpose. And I always thought that was so powerful and it does. It makes it easier to shoulder. If you feel like, you know what, God didn't cause this, but it's where I am. And he's walking with me through it. And he's going to use it to bring about purpose and to bring about good. And I see him doing that in your life daily. He is using you and using your situation to encourage others and to really point to him. And I think that's an incredible, incredible thing. So thank you for continuing to lean into that purpose and, and, you know, certainly praying for the very best possible outcomes for, for you and for your family. Um, But also just in awe of how he is working through you and giving you this perspective uh, that really is kind of counterintuitive, I think, culturally and, and just to our human nature. Um, so it's, it's incredible to see your perspective and to hear about your faith and and that, yeah, that tenacious optimism and positivity. (laughs) Thank you, Summer. (laughs) So the holidays are like right around the corner. I know everything is different this year. 2020 has just been, you know, cuckoo, crazy pants. Um, but are there any special things that you and your family are looking forward to this year?
1: Well, we're going to be extra odd. I'm, we head to Florida
0: <laughs> for a right with your surgery. Yeah. So well, I
1: have my doctor's appointment next month, uh, or not next week. So we're actually turning it into a family trip and a family vacation. So I was like, you know what, we're going anyways. Let's just make this fun. So yes. um, we're going to have a week in Florida. It's going to be amazing, and then back for a week. And the day before Thanksgiving, I am having a surgery. So. Um, Thanksgiving's gonna be in the hospital. We just decided we'll just celebrate when I am well because Thanksgiving yeah. happens to be my favorite food holiday.
0: <laughs> I want oh to yes. Eat. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> um and I don't know, you know, Christmas, we love Christmas. We're gonna decorate the week between that we're back and before I have my surgery. We always wait till after Thanksgiving, but you know what? It is 2020. We
0: are (laughs) all bets are off.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We already have Christmas music going on the fish because it just brings a lot of hope and joy. And yes. So we we all need a little extra. We watched our first Christmas movie yesterday, so (laughs) awesome. Yes, yes. I've got my Hallmark movie watching shirt ready and fuzzy (laughs) socks. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Well, Brooke, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been awesome learning more about you and your extraordinary family and incredible positivity. And of course I love getting to chat with you, but thank you also for lending us your wisdom and insight. It's been super fun. Thank you for having me summer. It was fun to catch up with you. Yes. Thank you. So Brooke, if people want just a dose of positivity on a daily basis and they want to stay in touch (laughs) with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh,
1: you can find me on Facebook or Instagram, go with Facebook <laughs> it goes most. <laughs> It's Brooke storms and it's a uh, public profile. So you can just find me on there. And, uh, we also have a four storms farm, which is my fun animals. So yes. that's on Facebook, and Instagram. So if you just want cuteness, a dose of cuteness, mm-hmm. go follow my
0: animals (laughs) yes best five minutes of the day checking in with brooke and the
1: animals (laughs) well i also want
0: to thank all of you who have joined us today you can stay connected with us on facebook and instagram at life inspired podcast and we'll put links to uh, both brooke's page and the four storms farms page so you can see all the awesome animals we'd love to hear how you related to today's episode and as you go back out into the fray i hope our conversation has encouraged you uplifted you and even inspired you